Welcome to the Rush Hour. Your daily dose of pop culture and entertainment news for your Rush Hour ride. Work sucks, but your commute doesn't have to. Buckle up and enjoy the drive with your host, stand-up comedian and power recapper, Dave Neal. Hey, everybody. Happy afternoon. It's Monday, November 27th, your rush hour ride home. All right. I mean, what is worse than a Monday day at work after Thanksgiving? Everyone's got their smelly leftovers. You know what I mean? It's like, who made, you know, scallop potatoes? You got that weird lady in accounting. It's like, who's got scallop potatoes on Thanksgiving? Come on. Make a mash like a real human. And by the way, if you don't shave off the I like to leave about 30% of my potatoes unpeeled. That's just me. I like a little skin in my mashed potatoes because I can handle it. You know what I mean? A power recapper needs some of that extra skin vitamin they give you. All right. What are we talking about? Let's get into it. We got today's afternoon rush hour ride home. All your content in one place. We've got some Bachelor news sandwiched with some other pop culture news. Let's start off with the Bachelor world here. I'm going to bookmark it uh, as we talked about this morning in the morning rush i know you might be saying dave what's going on there was extra episodes that's right folks the morning rush is going to be a new uh a new element to the podcast we're going to give you a nice 20 minutes to wake up to uh, as you're getting ready for your work day ride you to work and then now we're going to take you home all right that's right from a to b and back to a again so on this morning's episode we talked about blake horstman and the accusations that he was on raya and all of this well we have the audio from the podcaster and i'm going to share that with you exactly what she said, and I'll play you Blake's response. We'll get to that the second half of today's episode. But first, Nick Vial reveals that, well, let's say this, Nick Vial is on Special Forces, and the finale is tonight. And he is in an article saying he felt guilty leaving pregnant fiance for boot camp, but wanted to make his child proud. As you guys know, I talked to Tom Sandoval briefly after one of my stand-up shows, and I could have asked him any number of questions like, hey, what's going on with Scandival, but instead I asked him, how did you do on Special Forces? And he said he made it very far. My guess is whoever's left on the show right now will make it to the very end, which by the way, I think is kind of hogwash because there's at least one person who's still on the show that has failed like every activity they've done so far. I don't want to say who it is. You'll have to watch the show to find out. But Special Forces isn't exactly about who finishes first. It's about who makes it to the end. And no one's more like a cockroach than ours truly, Nick Vial. Anyway, so he felt guilty leaving his pregnant fiance. I get it. I understand. But he wanted to make his child proud. Uh, here's what they had to say. It was really new, Nick Vial tells people of Joy's pregnancy. And it was a bit nerve-wracking just because Natalie had just started morning sickness or for her, it was more like all day sickness. So I felt pretty guilty about that. You know, I can attest my wife as well uh, has been feeling the all day sickness. I don't know why they call it morning sickness. I think it's, I think studies have proven it really has nothing to do with the morning. Hey, but don't let me mansplain morning sickness to you. I've been feeling sickness, but that's because I ate a moldy pumpkin pie. Never eat your leftovers in the dark, folks. You need to shine a light on the darkness of that pumpkin pie and make sure there's no furry aspects to it. He said, we had our first doctor's appointment coming up, so it was hard to be away from her. And thankfully I had her support and I knew that she really wanted me to do well. 
Yeah, I mean, look, you can understand in a scenario like this, it's a big opportunity for your family to go away and film. And this is the time to do it, Nick. You know, she's pregnant. There isn't too much you can do other than support her. But I mean, hey, if I were in Nick's case here and I was going away to special forces and my wife was pregnant or in his case, his fiance, I'd say, look, here's the Uber Eats menu. Order whatever you want. Here's the, you know, just give her as much, uh, I don't know, carte blanche to uh, take care of her hunger and all of that. I mean, there really isn't, like I said, not too much you can do. He said, but there were moments where it almost made it harder. When you got to your breaking point and you started thinking of reasons of why it was okay to quit, it's like, I don't need to be here. And for me, it was like, well, I need to be home and I need, I need to be at the doctor's appointment and things like that. I just kept thinking about Natalie and I knew I had her support. I knew that she wanted me to do well and these guys kept me going. Nick continues referring to his friends, Jojo Siwa and Tyler. Cameron. But it was definitely a challenge. But at the same time, I just kept thinking like someday my daughter, I didn't know the gender at that point. I just kept thinking like someday my child's going to be able to watch this and I want to make them proud. And that definitely helped me get through it as well. I think Nick wins. I think Nick, my guess is Nick Tom Sandoval um, and I guess is Bodie Miller still on or did he quit? I don't even remember now. And my guess is Jojo Siwa and Tyler Cameron all win. That's my thought. They make it to the end. But we're going to have to see. It's on tonight. I'll have the update for you on that tomorrow on the podcast. So we'll we'll find out some more of what actually went down. All right, here's a fun story that nobody asked for. Uh, you Remember T.I., the rapper? Well, his son got physical with his dad over Nepo baby taunts. So that's right. Uh, T.I. and his wife, or his his baby's mama, at least, I don't know if they're married, um, talked about how their son was talking about growing up in the hood and how he understood business. And then T.I. and his mom insist he grew up in a gated community and sucked his pacifier till 12 years old. That, I mean, look, whether that's true or not, it's just really funny to think that you're the son of a rich rapper and you're talking about how mean the streets are and your friends have to be like, Clarence, you live in a gated community. Have you ever woke up with a roach on your face? So they ask him, have you ever even woke up with a roach on your face? Apparently, if you haven't woken up with a roach on your face, you you didn't grow up in the conditions that you talked about. Y'all ready? He said he was sucking a pacifier until 12 years old. Not that there's anything wrong with that, or is there? I really don't know. All right, let's get to some more content. Uh, we've got Shakira back in the news. Oh, boy, she's got her hips don't lie, but her accountant does. Let's get into that story next. And the first time ever on the podcast, I've actually surprised my wife to sit down next to me. Uh, speaking of morning sickness here, we've got old 17 and a half week pregnant, Tasha Courtney. How you doing, honey? Doing all right. Any updates for the Bachelor podcast crowd on what it's like to be uh, pregnant for your first time in your 30s? Um, no, I mean, you've put me on the spot. I'll just say I'm bloated right now, but that's about all I can think about. Bloated's not bad. Well... I'm. I already have a lot going on in my stomach. You got so a, lot a little going extra on. bloat is. But you're at that stage. Not enjoyable. You're at the stage where you don't quite. You don't have any maternity clothes, but you're down to your final pair of yoga pants. <laughs> the final stretch, folks. <laughs> well, it's not the I final stretch. A, I guess it's about time to it's get a, some proper uh, 
maternity leggings or a little bump suit or something. All right. If there's anyone in our mainly female audience that has any maternity recommendations, you can slide into Tasha's DMs on Instagram at Tasha Courtney. And also how exciting we've released, because of course this is a big deal to have you on here. She didn't know she was coming on, but we've released the uh, pregnancy announcement on Thanksgiving. What was it like getting all of the love from so many strangers? Oh, it was so nice. It was so wonderful. I never really expected so many people just leaving really sweet comments. And yeah, it left me glowing all day. You know, it's good when even Reddit was leaving nice comments like, oh, she's so beautiful. What <laughs> season was he from again? <laughs> Who the hell is he? Now, um, uh, we did release the YouTube vlogs, the first three from the pregnancy. We have a lot more to release. Uh, what's the status on the monetization of the YouTube channel? We're getting close. We're about like a day or two away. I think so. All right. So we're going to do, and this is good uh, info for the, for the whole crowd here. We're going to do a gingerbread building live stream. We did this last year. Uh, Get whatever you need, a spiced hot toddy, maybe a little bit of that devil's lettuce, whatever (laughs) helps you out and buy yourself a gingerbread house. Someday next week, I'll announce ahead of time, we're going to go live in the afternoon or evening, and you and your family can listen to some Christmas music with us as we build ginger houses together. Sound like fun? Sounds so great. All right. You're dismissed. Let's get back to the show. And Shakira's in the news. Oh, boy. She did not pay her taxes. She now has to pay an extra $7 million, according to a new tax probe, uh, alleged that there's fraud from 2018. I don't know how it works in Spain, uh, but she is out here, just shelled out $27 million to receive a lighter sentence after coping to tax fraud charges between 2012 and 2014. I don't know. Maybe she wasn't writing off the hips. I mean, you would think your hips would be taxed deductible if you sing about them in your song. I don't really know how it works out, but um, pray for Shakira out there. And and a little bit of heavier news, but also some light, uh, I guess some good light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully, who knows for sure. We have in the Israel-Hamas war, a truce has been extended by two days, Qatar says. An agreement has been reached to extend the Israel-Hamas truce in Gaza by two additional days, Qatar announced. The extension will go into effect after the release of hostages on Monday. And hey, who knows? Maybe this two-day truce turns into a two-month truce. Maybe, you know, there can you know there can be some more diplomatic solution. I'm not really sure, folks. It's complicated. And I didn't receive any any sort of um, pushback, but I did want to I did want to reiterate. You know, obviously, when we talk about Israel and when we talk about Hamas, we need to separate Hamas from Palestinians, right? Uh, Hamas is a terrorist organization, and Palestinians are innocent humans. And we need to be able to have this conversation and look at them as two separate things. The Palestinians and the Israeli people, as humans, as part of humanity, don't deserve what's happening right now. And in another kind of uh, crazy and wild story, Fast and Furious filmmakers find $1 million after stuntman breaks his skull. And this is the reason you need unions. And of course they're in a union, but the, you know, the, the tragedy that can happen on a film set when you're dealing with prop guns and stunts. I mean, I've worked in stunts and movies and it's dangerous. A lot of times they're really putting their life on the line. The BBC reports that a judge deemed the guy who got hit Watts lucky to be alive upon learning that his safety line became detached during a stunt that has been rehearsed 
post, but was altered during filming. The court was informed that the safety line wasn't inspected between takes. District judge presiding over the court criticized the decision to alter the stunt at the last minute, adding that the matting beneath should have been adjusted as well. So either way, big payday there, but could have been a very deadly story. And in other less serious news, Frenchie Shore sparks criticism from country's culture minister for being too sexually explicit, explicit, borderline pornographic. Frenchy Shore is the French version of Jersey Shore, which by the way, this title alone makes me really want to watch Frenchy Shore. Why is it too? I mean, listen, I, I did a little bit of studying abroad in France where they show full frontal nudity on their TV screens. So for them to say that the show is too sexually explicit, I kind of want to know what's going on over there on Frenchy Shore. Frenchie Shore, the local adaptation of the popular American reality show Jersey Shore, rivaled Ridley Scott's historical epic Napoleon as November's most polarizing entertainment topic in France. Since launching on Paramount Plus and MTV France on November 11th, the reality show has inundated social media, especially TikTok, where users have been posting sexually explicit yet blurred clips from the show illegally. It currently tops the charts of the most watched programs on Paramount Plus in France, where a new episode drops every Saturday at 11 p.m. Oh, this would be a great time for a VPN ad. Want to put a VPN in France? Do that and watch uh, Frenchie Shore. Speaking of VPNs in France, next week in the Jane Doe Clayton Eckerd case, oh, what a beautiful tie-in. Next week, we are going to get the results of our subpoena to find out who the hell is Chase J. Jones. As we know, this quote-unquote journalist who was trying to cancel Clayton was running their VPN through Paris. Hey, maybe they were just watching Frenchie Shore. For all we know, we'll have to see how that all plays out. Again, stay over here for all of the updates on the Clayton Eckerd Jane Doe case as they come in. Today was supposed to be my original court date, which was pushed to December 18th. It might get pushed again. There's a lot in the works, folks. Just know I've paid my $10,000 retainer, which we received from the GoFundMe, and I'll be providing receipts to towards that and, of course, all future legal payments. Uh, all Transparency Dave will be uh, doing his... Uh, I'll be doing my best over here to share as much possible with you guys in this very frivolous lawsuit. Taylor Swift's Eras Tour film to be released for streaming in December with three extra songs. I don't know if they decided where they're going to release it. So basically, she said, I have a birthday coming up and was thinking of a fun way to celebrate the year we've had together. It would be to make the Eras Tour concert film available for you to watch at home. Very happy to be able to tell you that the extended version of the film, including Wildest Dreams, The Archer, and Long Live, will be available to rent on demand in the... Oh, it's going to be available to rent. Oh, boy. Well, Taylor, no offense. I love you, but not enough to rent your movie. I'll wait till it comes out for free. Uh, that's just me, old Boomer Dave, refusing to spend an extra dollar. Oh, Grammys are in the news. There's a crisis over the seating plan as stars refuse to sit near Sean Diddy Combs after sex claims. 
the Grammy seating the Grammy seating plan has been plunged into chaos by claims made against rapper Sean Diddy Combs. Organizers normally only have to worry about the egos of the stars in the room, but we can reveal that in the wake of the sexual abuse allegations against the hip hop star, a number of celebrity agents have asked for their clients to be seated away from him. I mean, geez, no offense to the music world, but if you you know, I mean, obviously that's a heavy allegation that was made, and we'll see how that plays out. I think one of the allegations he settled for a very large sum out of court. But um, yeah, no one wants to be seen near old P. Diddy. Um, and what do we have in other news here? Let's wrap up a few more stories before we get to the Blake Horseman story. Um, we've got uh, the Hall & Oates restraining order, mystery solved. You guys know we covered this the other day. Daryl Hall wants to block John Oates from selling his share of their joint venture to Primary Wave. I mean, that's where it's got to be difficult if you're like selling the rights to your music and you have a partner, you have to be on the same page of what you want to do with those rights. According to the AP report, what it is that Hall can't go for is Oates' desire to sell his shares of the duo's Whole Oats Enterprises to the investment firm, which already purchased a significant stake in their catalog rights 16 years ago. Hall has indicated that he regrets not owning all his publishings. Well, I guess the question is, would he be able to buy his bandmate's stake from him? I'm not really sure. Uh, we'll follow that story as it comes out. All right, let's get into the Blake Horseman saga. The old he said, she said. So um, we're, I'm going to play for you a clip from Lana Noel, former Bachelor uh, producer on her podcast uh, Recipe for Crazy where she discusses that she exposes Blake Horseman for being on Raya and then I share what he says and of course my very nuanced take on the matter have a listen I share things I, I mean I just debated talking about this because it's less about this man and more about the woman because I never want to hurt a woman I don't know I'm just going to say it. So a few weeks ago, I'm on I'm on a few dating apps. I just deleted one the other day. I'm trying to actually get off of them, kind of like nicotine, you know? It's it's kind of hard to get off, especially because you don't want the embarrassment of like joining back. If you're single and you're on the apps, you might understand what I'm saying when I say this. When you're on the apps, sometimes you see a guy, you say no, whatever, and then they come up again and you're like, "Okay, dude, did you like delete your account and make it again? Like what? I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be deleting and reactivating my account. So if I'm deleting my account, I'm deleting it for good. So I've been hesitant. It's kind of felt like an addiction. I don't- She's laying foundation here. Don't, I don't know. I, I'm not about it, but I still do use a couple. And one of them I was on a couple weeks ago, scrolling through and I see Blake Horseman. And- I don't follow him. I know who he's dating because I watched Love is Blind season one. I watched that season and I loved her. I thought she was so funny and cute. And I knew I know they're dating because people that I have a relationship with post with them and what have you on the internet or on social media. So I knew they were dating and I just saw him and I was like, oh, well, they must have broken up, whatever. Swipe left. And this app that I use is an app that you cannot catfish on. You have to. So be she's talking about Raya, but Raya is like an exclusive online dating app, which is really not that exclusive. It used to be, you know, the Adam Levines of the world. And now it's pretty much anyone. But uh, but either way, it's the whole idea about Raya is you don't talk about Raya. Verified. It's an app that you have to pay for to be on. And if you're not paying for it, you're not visible. If you're not active and paying, you're not visible. So 
I saw him, I just was like, oh, okay. He was dating that chick. I guess they broke up. I moved on. Two weeks go by and I see all over social media a pregnancy announcement with him and that girl. And I was like, wait a fucking second. (sighs) Wait a second. I just saw him on this app that you can't have a dormant account on. And let's say he has had this account and just like never deleted it. I did my research today actually, and they've been dating for two years. Okay. So she's essentially exposing that Blake Horseman is on this dating app and that they've been dating for two years and there's no way he could have been on it without knowing, you know, this, that, and the other, uh, Blake responds, his response was sent to me and then was deleted before I even got to see it. But again, that's the Streisand effect. That's him not dry. You know, this is his way of sharing with the audience that wants to look into it without overly sharing and leaving it up for too long for people that don't know the story like me to then go in further and further. Here's Blake's response. I want to give his response before we let the wildfire get out of control here from the ex-Bachelor producer. He said, I can't believe I have to address this because of a crazy ex-Batch producer trying to get clout for her gossip podcast. Yes, two years ago, I got accepted on Raya 48 hours before I went on the show and met G. I froze the account and completely forgot about it. I upgraded my phone two months ago and the app updated and it unfroze me. Don't worry, G and Ina got 30 DMs within an hour of it being active. She was with me when it happened and we figured out how to unsubscribe and delete it. They don't make it easy. So sorry to disappoint you. You Reddit crazies can put away your pitchforks. All right. So uh, then she responds. And again, I'm going to play more for audio. But then she responds, quote unquote, crazy ex batch producer. Just added to the list of things men say about me instead of holding themselves accountable. New material for my next birthday cake, I guess. It's so annoying when you buy a new phone and dating app suddenly sign you up. They got to fix that. Now, so everyone basically is sharing their opinion that, well... You know, and because you try to look at it in both ways, you go, could this have happened? And also, what are the odds that he got on Raya? You know, because obviously anyone, just about anyone can go on Raya. There's a lot of bachelor people that are on it. Wouldn't someone call him out? Wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, like if he, if he were to cheat, couldn't he have just done it in the DMs of people? You know what I mean? So many different questions. I'm going to give my opinion on that in a minute. I think I've got an opinion I haven't heard yet from people, but let's just go back to hearing what she has to say. I think like about two years. So you're telling me that this guy just had this account for two years. Also, mind you, this app just like will show you the same people over and over again because it's such a limited pool. I'd never seen him on there before. And all of a sudden I saw him and the plot thickens. I was talking to someone and they saw him like a week or two before I saw him on there. So then today, I really... Okay, so here we have our first discrepancy. She says he was on there for several weeks. He says the second it happened, she got a bunch of DMs they found out and they deactivated. He did some research. I was on Reddit. I was on Google. I was just searching Blake Horseman, the app name, Blake Horseman dating app. I was searching everything. Like, has anyone said anything? Like, where is this information? Like, how has it not come up? And there is nothing from like a year ago, nothing. And I think that like, if, if he, let's say he had this app for like the past couple of years and sure, you can set your dating profile to like, just looking for friends, just looking for dating. My profile is set to just dating. I don't see people on there who, who are just there to network. I only see people who are there looking to date. So I wouldn't see a person who's just looking for friends. And his profile to me was very much looking for 
dating. So in the past year or two that they've been together, there is literally nothing online about him being spotted on there. And, you know, there's so many other posts about other people on reality shows who are on dating apps that have been spotted. So that tells me this is a new profile. All right. So, you know, you can keep listening. Recipe for Crazy by Alana Noel. I'm going to share what she said on Instagram, but also first, let's go to some of your comments. If you unsubscribe from Raya, which he claimed he did, to resubscribe, you have to do it manually because you have to choose what tier membership you want. They also increased prices in the past year. So you have to agree to a new price if you're subscribing again. All right. I'm not here to, I'm not a, I'm not a Blake Horseman fan club, but I think the logical thing that happened is that he deleted the app as in took it off of his phone and didn't unsubscribe. That's my general thought. And as we always find out, if there is more to the story, I'm sure it will surface. My guess is that story is about as dead as can be. Well, we made it through the Monday. I will be back in the morning for tomorrow's Morning Rush. As always, I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget to follow Dave on Instagram at dneals for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush. Oh, my God.